Welcome to another podcast from Planet Shakers Church. For details on campus locations and service times, check out planetshakers.com. Today we've got Pastor Russell speaking on God has the power. Let's check it out. I want to talk to you really briefly today on Jesus' power is unlimited. Six of you think that's a good thing. I want to talk to you today on the topic, Jesus' power is unlimited. Come on, Pastor Rylance from Cape Town. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 to 23, it says, Ever since I heard of your strong faith, everyone say strong faith, in the Lord Jesus. Not strong faith in other situations or institutions or yourself, Strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere. I have not stopped thanking God for you. You know, all this week, all these last two weeks, everywhere, by the way, I'm just so thankful for having such amazing people a part of Planet Shakers Church. You are incredible. Your hunger for God, your hunger for His presence, you're wanting to transform a city, you're wanting to touch nations. Pastor Rock Islands is here from our Cape Town campus. And, and because of our church, corporately, collectively, we're able to open that campus, that building in May, and we've grown about 1,500 people since we've started. That's you, that's you, that's us together, coming together in faith. I love the people in our church. You know, I love Pastor Clayton, Pastor Scott. Our Bible college is amazing. I brag about them everywhere. You know, we've got some of the smartest people in our church, but some of the most humblest people and full of the Holy Spirit. So the writer of the Ephesians is saying, I thank God for you. I pray for you constantly. And this is what I'm praying for you this year. This isn't my theme. This isn't our prophetic word, but this will all line up. It says, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you, everyone say, give me. You know, there's things that you can be selfish for. As long as you're selfish to be selfless, what do you mean? I need a touch from God to bring a touch from God. I need resources to be a blessing. I need peace to release peace. So it's okay to say, God, I need this, give me this. The Bible says that God rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Why do we seek Him? Because He is who He is. But out of seeking Him, we get what He has. It says, I pray and ask God glorious to give you spiritual wisdom and insight. And here's the purpose, that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Let's just stop there for a second. This year, I'm believing that you grow in your knowledge of God. That word knowledge means to be precise or correct. So you can have a knowledge of something and it can be, and it can be not correct. And so what, you ha- what happens is if you're, you have a knowledge of it, but it's not correct knowledge, you actually, you have a warped view of what that thing has or what that person has and you don't receive from them. You know, over the years, people have had a knowledge of me and then they meet me and they go, you're nothing like I thought. I, I would have got to know you earlier. 
and I was I was sitting with these 50 pastors and I and I I knew some of them I knew a lot of them they they actually called me Kevin Bacon and I'm like why am I Kevin Bacon they said you know if you look at Kevin Bacon's movies he's one degree from everybody they've either been in a movie with him or that so they they say you're Kevin Bacon of the church because you know everybody or are you one degree from them I was with a guy called Mike Mitchell and uh, and uh, he he runs a thing called Upper Room and uh, he's the one who came up with that I'm uh, Kevin Bacon. But you know, the amazing impact that these people have. And you know, I, I met all these pastors that I knew about, I had a knowledge of, but uh, it, it wasn't a correct knowledge of all of them. I thought they were a certain way, but when I got around them, they were different to what I thought. I always thought they were good, but I thought there was a, you know, they're into, the, you know, they're into seeker friendly or they're into this or they're into that. But when I got around them, I discovered actually my knowledge was incorrect. Hmm. See, we need to make sure that we have correct knowledge of God. How do I have correct knowledge? I, I interpret Scripture with Scripture and I keep my heart pure. I keep my heart from getting stuff in it because what happens is I say all the time, your heart interprets what you hear. So this year I pray we have correct knowledge of God. I know we do, but I want to go another level. You see, what type of knowledge? We need an intellectual knowledge of God. 2 Peter 3, 18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, to Him be the glory and now and day of eternity. So we need to study the Word, have an intellectual understanding of the knowledge of God. But that's just a, 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 a very surfacy knowledge. So yes, we need to study the Word of God to make ourselves approved. So we need to get an intellectual knowledge of God, but we need to get more than that. We need to get an experiential knowledge of God. By the way, they don't have all these Scriptures. I just added them recently. Matthew 22, 37 says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. So you've got to use your mind to discover who God is. But you also need to have an experiential knowledge of God. You need to engage with God and experience Him. Pastor Sam, I don't call it Pastor Sam. Sam, the other week, talked about experiencing God. We just don't wanna have an intellectual knowledge of God. We wanna experience this God because He isn't just an intellect, He's a person and He wants to come and for you and I to experience Him. That's why I love our Bible college. Yes, we give intellect, yes, we give knowledge, but we give experience. You know, experience is a whole heap of different things. Serving is an experience. What's my attitude like? Encountering the power of God, walking in miracles, signs, wonders. You see, you need to, you and I need to experience God. Ephesians chapter 3, 19, that we may experience the love of God. <laughs> I want to experience His glory. Show me your glory. I just don't want to have an intellectual understanding of the glory of God. I want to experience it. I want to experience His goodness. That's why Romans 12 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you are able to understand the perfect will of God. So my thinking is attached to my experience. As a man thinks, so is he. So if I think God wants to bless me, I'll be blessed. 
If I think, because I line it up with the Word of God, God wants to heal me, I am healed. I've got to get my thinking and my experience together. But more than just experience, so we have a, an intellectual knowledge, we have an experiential knowledge. We need to have a spiritual knowledge. When we engage in God, God is spirit. That's why it says, yet a time is coming and has come now when true worshippers will worship the Father in intellect. No, it doesn't say that. It will worship the Father in spirit and in truth for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seek. God is spirit and His spirit must worship, worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. So we need a spiritual knowledge. It's a combination of these things together that sets you a a stage for us to understand more of God who is. For instance, you can't grow in your knowledge and understanding of God and leave your mind out of the process. Neither can you truly be in awe of God until you've experienced His presence. These three things work together and they form the foundation of you growing in your knowledge of who God is. How cool is it? Who, who this year? Come on, Cape Town, I know you're standing. This is the 9.30 service. We start standing more and more as we go on in the day. But come on, Singapore. I forgot Singapore, didn't I? That's who I forgot. Welcome, Singapore. I'll never forget you. So who this year wants to have have an encounter that we experience, have the understanding, the knowledge of God this year, that our intellectual knowledge, our experiential knowledge and our spirit knowledge, we wanna grow in the knowledge of God that is precise, correct knowledge of God. Then it goes on. It says this, I pray that your hearts, everyone say your hearts, Oh, it's so good being in Australia because they say hearts in America. Hearts. Your hearts. We love America, by the way. They, God's doing something in that nation. That your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called. His people who are His rich and glorious inheritance. So, so firstly, we will, I'm praying that you grow in the knowledge of God. But secondly, I'm, I'm believing for and praying for this year that God floods your hearts with light and understanding. That our hearts will be flooded with light. Because where there's light, it reveals the things that need to be removed. Where there's light, It reveals the condition. If you don't have an x-ray of your heart, you never know where it is. And people surprisingly die because they've never checked their heart. See, what God wants to do to us this year is that that our our hearts are flooded with His light to brighten up for a purpose of understanding. God wants to give you an understanding, but your understanding comes through our hearts. So I pray that our hearts will be clear 
Our hearts will be full of Him. Our hearts will be full of His light. Our hearts will be full of His peace. Our hearts, wherever there's darkness, the light of God will come in our hearts. Where there's unforgiveness, the light of God will shine bright and there'll become forgiveness. Where there's lack, the, the light of God will come in. I was uh, one of the speakers, one of the speakers at the event I was at. His invitation only was a guy who, him and his family, started a business in America called Hobby Lobby. Now Hobby Lobby is like Bunnings. Their turnover annually is, is $8 million. Billion, $8 billion, sorry. And uh, he said, what they do is they actually, one of the offices they have in their company is called a, a Chief Ministry Investment Officer. Because they said, this is God's business, it isn't our family business, it's God's business. So every bit of profit is gonna go to ministry. Every bit of profit. So he sat his family down and he's, you know, big deal. Your sons and your grandchildren say, hey, we're not gonna leave you an inheritance in this business because it's not our business. It's God's business. This business, we are going get, we're going to steward it, not own it. Uh, your life is not to be owned. You've already been bought with a price. Our lives are to be stewarded for His glory. So if it's God's business, if it's God's family, if it's God's career, if it's God's calling, guess what? It's His. And this family literally have put billions of dollars into the Kingdom of God. Why? Because God shone on their heart. He said, because it's God's business, I don't stress anymore. He says, we're really tired at one stage. And I was stressing because God, our business here, and he goes, and God says, no, it's mine, give it to me. And he says, okay, he got flooded in his heart. He says, I'm assured now you're the owner. God said to him, I want you to give this amount of money. He says, but God, I don't know how that's gonna happen. And God says, just do it. So many times we have to, we wait for it to happen before we actually step out for it to happen. Now, $8 billion every year. Number three, it says, that we might understand, we wanna see this light in our hearts so that we might understand the confident hope of the called out ones. That's the church. You know, if you're a part of God's Kingdom, God's church, the church is called the called out ones. We're called out of darkness, called into light, called out of lack, into blessing, called out of loneliness, into acceptance. We're called out to make a difference. I'm here to declare over your life and my life this year that we have an understanding and that this confident hope. You see, when you understand you're a called one of God, you can have a confident hope that He who started a good work will complete it. You can have a confident hope when I mess up and I get up and I ask for forgiveness, He is able to do far exceedingly above what I dream or ask. I got this confident hope 
that when the world's full of darkness, the church is full of light. I've got this confident hope when I feel like I've been persecuted, I can praise my way out of prison because I have a confident hope. Is there anybody hearing my voice from Geelong to northeast to north to east to southeast to South Africa to Singapore to online, wherever you are in Port Moresby? Have you got this confident hope? You are a cold out one. This is my prayer that you understand you are His rich and glorious inheritance. You are His rich and glorious inheritance. You are His rich. You know, Amy's about to have a baby boy. We're not gonna call him Russell because that's a dumb name. If your name's Russell, God bless you. My parents should have given me a better name than that, but I love them anyway. Russell means fox-like. Oh, give me a better name than that. You know what people do to fox? They hunt them. I don't want to be that. My middle name is Andrew, which means manly. So I wanted to turn it around to Andrew Russell. So I'd be called a manly fox. <laughs> but you know, I have a grand grandson coming and everyone says, oh, when Russell is with that grandson, he's gonna get everything he wants. He's gonna be so blessed. In fact, I think Noah and Amy will send the grandchild in before they ask for something. (laughs) Dad, we need a new house. We'll work, the Bible says. Yeah, but look at your Grandson, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ted knows exactly how that <laughs> it feels. But then my inheritance. Well, you are God's children. And God says, when you come and ask in faith with an understanding, He says, oh, how can I resist? I'll do it in a way that, you, that will be good for you. I won't be doing it in a way that will hurt you. So sometimes I'll delay it to build you a bit bigger, but I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. I will bring breakthrough. I will bring life. I will. We need to understand that we are His rich, glorious inheritance. And then it says this, I love this. We're going to write here. It says this. Oh, I was really excited about preaching this morning. I just feel something. I feel something's in our church. I just feel something's about to break open. I just feel that's something we've been crying out for. I just feel that there is a shift. I feel there's going to be a whole heap of salvation. I feel miracles are on their way. I feel that there's blessing for His children. I feel He's heard our cry. The Bible says, though weeping may endure in the night, joy comes in the morning. We've had our weeping times. Now it's our joy time. If you want to see some joy, in your life in 2023. Come on, let's give a shout of joy. Oh. Wow. And then it says in verse 19, I also pray that you understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe Him. 
God is all powerful. He doesn't contain power. He is power. He's omnipotent. He is full of power. He is all powerful. He is all glorious. And this God we serve, how we access His power and His glory is by belief. That's why I constantly talk about your heart, constantly talk about getting in the Word, getting to prayer. Prayer starts this Wednesday. How cool is that? Leaders retreat this Friday, Saturday. How amazing is that? Because we wanna believe. Let's be around believers because belief is contagious. So is cynicism. So I've got to fill my life with belief, not cynicism. I've got to fill my life with, with truth, not fact. I've got to live in that belief zone because the Bible says that God is all-powerful, not just has some power. He is all-powerful. It says this, that is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated Him in the place of honour at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now He is far above all ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. He's far greater than a government. He's far greater than a boss. He's far greater than a parent. He's far greater than some legend in someone's eyes. He's far greater than social media. He's far greater than anything the world has ever seen. He's far greater than any global leader. He's far greater. He is greater than any ruler authority, power or leader or anything else. No, he's bigger than cancer. He's bigger than poverty. He's bigger than loneliness. He's bigger, 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 bigger. God is bigger. And the Bible says, not only in this world, but the world to come. He's bigger than the devil. He's stronger than Him. He took the powers of King and of death and He marched out of hell victorious. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. You are a son and a daughter of the living God. Blessing is being opened up to you. Favour is coming your way. 2023, you better get ready for something to explode. Uh, and I love this. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made Him head over all things for what? The benefit for the called out ones, the church. <laughs> why, is, why did He do all this? For you and me. He said, I, I wanna give you that same power. And the church is His body and it's made full and complete. <laughs> wow. So I pray that you understand His greatness of His power that you understand this same power that is in us that raised Christ from the dead and has seated Jesus at the right hand of the Father. I want you to understand, I pray you understand He's far above anything. Understand everything is under the feet of Jesus for the benefit of the church. If Jesus lives in us, we have the same authority. We have the blood of Jesus. Revelation 12, 11 says, And they defeated Him, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as they were afraid to die. We have the name of Jesus. Luke 10, 17 says, When the two, 20, 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported Him, Lord, even the demons 
Obey us when we use Your Name. We have that same power of the Holy Spirit and You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Acts 1.18 We have the power and authority to speak to things. Matthew 17.20 says you don't have enough faith. Jesus told him, I tell you the truth. If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible. We have the power of agreement. Matthew 18.90 I also tell you if two agree here on earth concerning anything, my Father in Heaven will do it for you. We can call on the Name of the Lord. Psalm 55, 16. But I'll call on God and the Lord will rescue me. His Name is Abba Father. His Name is Alpha and Omega. His Name is Ancient of Days. His Name is the Anointed One. His Name is the God who gave you birth. His Name is the God of knowledge. His Name is the God Most High. His Name is the Everlasting God. His Name is the God who sees. His Name is God Almighty. His Name is Elohim, God the Creator. He is Yahweh, the self-existent One. He doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need anything. He's self-existent and He's on your side. His Name is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The Lord is my banner, Jehovah Nissi. The Lord our healer, Jehovah Rapha. The Lord our shepherd, Jehovah Rohi. The Lord our host, Jehovah Sabbath. The Lord is peace, the Lord is there. The Lord is our righteousness. Anyone who calls on the Name. His Name isn't just a singular thing. It's everything you need is His. Thanks for joining us today. I hope that your faith was filled and you were encouraged. If you have any prayer requests or want to connect with us further, search for us on our social media at Planet Shakers. We'd love to hear from you.